welcome guys to another episode of the be more do more have more podcast and today i'm taking you guys back in time to one of the most significant memorable and amazing times in the history of music taking you back into the 80s we're going all the way back to that time because i recently watched a documentary about the making of the song we are the world i'm sure many of you know about the song we are the world we are the world we are the children we are the ones to make a brighter day so let's start giving that was terrible yep that song i'd be surprised if you've never heard of it before 39 years ago the biggest music stars in the world crammed into a recording studio in Los Angeles for an all-night session, a session that they hoped would alter music history and affect the world. If you were born before the 80s and you grew up in the 80s, you remember that very iconic, amazing song that had a lot of positive impact on the world. And if you were born after that, you may have heard about the song if you follow artists like Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, or if you are on Netflix because the documentary was released, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I watched the documentary and I was so inspired, so inspired. It was really a nostalgic and emotional time. The first time I heard about it was it was a comment on Facebook by a friend of mine. She had just watched it and she said that the movie, the film brought her to tears, you know, looking back at some of our most loved and favorite stars, people like uh, Michael Jackson, Nana Richie, um Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, so many of them, all of them came together to make that that song. And so the documentary was about the making of that song. We've seen some behind the scenes clips here and there. We've read a few articles about it. We know how it was made, but nobody had ever really done a documentary that really takes viewers right into the studio to see what happened. I think it started with Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte is a singer, an activist, a very iconic figure in black history in America. He reached out to Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson as well, and Quincy Jones. to come together to put the song together. So when you watch the documentary you get a chance to step into the recording session. And if you if you're looking for that documentary it's on Netflix it's called The Greatest Night in Pop. A behind the scenes look at the complex birth of a mega hit. The song was written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie and it was produced by the amazing the great Quincy Jones. And it brought together a diverse group of prominent musicians. And the purpose of the song was to raise funds for humanitarian aid to Africa. especially to combat famine and disease which i think is really amazing you know these are the kind of things that i wish was more celebrated in, in today's world you know today's world is just crazy a lot of things happening everywhere but the news headlines are overtaken by wars in ukraine and and in israel now and gaza and um covid-19 and so on but the fact is that there are still a lot of people who need humanitarian aid and it's to really be amazing to see people come together to to think about how to solve these problems for people so the recording and release of we are the world coincided with the USA for Africa charities efforts and um the song became a global phenomenon and it raised millions of dollars for the cause the lyrics emphasize unity and compassion conveying a message of coming together to make a positive impact on the world and the success of the song and its accompanying album showcased the power of the music industry to contribute to charitable causes on a large scale and i think like i said it would be lovely to see more of that happening even in nigeria for instance nigerian artists coming together 
to sing about a particular issue. Like, for instance, in the past few years, one of the major things that has been happening on the Nigerian landscape is a lot of insecurity, a lot of terrorist actions and kidnappers and robberies and people's lives are just not safe. People feel scared. People And people are dying in the middle belt of Nigeria, in Benue State, Plateau State, Zamfara, and other states. A lot of people are getting massacred by unknown gunmen and terrorists. You know, and it would be lovely if Nigerian artists could come together and, and do a song or a video talking about these things. Imagine the power of unity, you know, people coming together to do this. And that's really the message in, the, in this song and the video behind it. The fact that, you know, there were, in fact, if you're watching the documentary, initially Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, or particularly Michael Jackson, thought that he was just going to write the song, maybe give it off to another, to somebody, and, and somebody else would sing it, you know, maybe Lionel Richie. But Quincy Jones had other ideas. He felt like this is something that everybody can come together to sing together in one studio rather than everybody maybe recording their own parts isolated and then a music engineer will bring everything together. No, Quincy Jones wanted everyone to be in the studio, which I think is really amazing. And just like I said, if, if Nigerian artists could come together and not just Nigerian artists, but artists all over the world, imagine if Nigerian artists came together and featured some American artists and artists from Europe, and they all came to sing together about a problem happening in Nigeria or singing about gender issues, gender-based violence and stuff. These are the kind of things we need to see more of today. So we are the world remains an iconic and enduring symbol of humanitarian efforts through music. So today, that song still makes an impact. It's still, very, it's still a very catchy song. If you play it back and listen to it and really listen to the lyrics, watch the video, it's just a wonderful thing to see people coming together. And so, yeah, um, let me see if I can call off the names of some of the artists that were on that song. Like, of course, Michael Jackson, Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Paul Simon, Tina Turner, Diane Warwick, Lionel Richie, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, and a couple of others. Michael Jackson's brothers were there. His brothers and sisters were there. Cindy Lauper. Um, so many people, people that I don't even know, or I never knew about, people who were really big, some of them big before the 80s, some of them were like legends in the industry. And you know, that's why it's really great to be an influential person, especially if you are an influential person for good, because the visionaries, the people behind the song, they knew all of these people. I mean, they had, they had that influence to be able to bring these great names together. There were some of the people who featured in that song that the producers and the, the, the people behind the song they never actually believed that they could get those people. It was more like a wish list. Like, oh, it would be fantastic if we could get Ray Charles on this. You know, but someone somewhere knew the buttons to press and they were able to get great names, big names like Ray Charles on the song. So the lesson for me with that point is that anything is possible. Anything is possible if you really want to do it, if you really want to achieve it. So going back to the main thing is that I want to bring out a few lessons that I learned from the film that I think tally with the vision of this podcast. I feel like the lessons are very important for anybody who is really trying to be more, to do more and to have more, for anybody who is really trying to maximize their potential. And you know, that's one thing I do. Anything I watch, anything I see, I try to draw lessons from it. And I have a couple of lessons, about five of them, and I'll just go through them. And so the first lesson is that a vision fueled by a passion to help others is a powerful force, powerful enough to move the stars and the heavens. This whole vision started with somebody having watched videos or heard about the famine and the suffering in Ethiopia, deciding that, look, I want to do something about this. This is really the difference between a lot of people. 
one person sees a problem and gets depressed by it or tries to avoid it. Another person sees a problem and thinks of a way to make a difference, thinks of a way to make an impact. And it's really powerful that when you have a vision, and anybody could have a vision, you know, some people, their vision in life is to just drive the best cars, live in the best houses, travel around the world, and just enjoy life. And some people, their vision is filled by a passion to help other people. And I think those are the most powerful visions. Those are the visions that move the heavens, that move the stars. Literally, in this case, that vision moved all those music stars together. They all came to Los Angeles for the American Music Awards. That's what brought all of them together. And somewhere along the line, it was thought that this is the best opportunity to get all these artists together to do this song. Rather than scheduling a different time when they would have to pay for flight tickets for different artists to come to the to location to shoot the video. Why not capitalize on the fact that all these artists are coming in for the American Music Awards? And that was part of what made it happen. So the fact that the vision was birthed in the first place, if not, nobody would have probably thought about that. Like all those artists could have ended up doing other things that night, like most music artists do after an award show. There are after parties to go to. Somehow I feel like it wouldn't be possible in today's world because this generation we're in now, partying and having fun, is probably like number one on the priority list. And so imagine musical artists coming together and then after the award, instead of going for the after parties, you're all pulled into a studio to sing a song that you know nothing about. It's really amazing that that vision was able to do that. And so the lesson for us there is that you know, whatever vision you have today, try to infuse something into it that benefits another person. So even if your vision is to travel the world, drive beautiful cars and live in beautiful houses, try to infuse a component into that vision that benefits other people. So you could add something about maybe starting a charity or reaching out to widows or orphans or speaking up against terrorism and criminal activity or just trying to help other people. And for me, I'm personalizing it as well. Every time I sit down and evaluate what I really want in life, I'm going to try to make sure that my vision also speaks to helping other people out there, helping them to be better, solving a problem for society, solving a problem for the world. The second lesson is talent is great on its own, but it's even more powerful when it is deployed for a good cause. So you may be a very talented individual. You may have a knack for doing something really excellently well. Maybe you're an artist, you have a good voice, you can sing, or you're a good actor. Maybe you're just really good with the numbers, really good with analysis, with strategy. Maybe you're a genius, an intellectual genius. Or maybe you're a good writer, you're a comic or a comedian. You crack hilarious jokes, whatever it is, because I believe that almost everybody, if not everybody, has been blessed with one gift or the other. Some gifts are obvious, some gifts are not so obvious. But the thing is, everybody's blessed with the talent, and it's really powerful when that talent is deployed for a good cause. Because I think about all the artists on that song. They were all really great artists in their own right. Some more well-known than others. Some superstars. Some had been superstars in a previous generation and were fading away. There were some superstars of that generation. There were people who had not yet even reached the peak of their careers. Bottom line is that they were all talented. And in their own separate worlds, they were all doing great. But then when they all came together, when they decided to use that talent for a good cause, it was like a trigger and they just exploded. Like the value of their stardom, the value of their talents was multiplied a thousandfold because they came together to do something good with their talents. I mean, I'm sure that after that song was done and released, a lot of other artists would have wished 
that they had been called. They would have been envious of those guys. So I think it's really a beautiful thing when you use your talents for a good cause. So whatever talent you have today, whatever it is that you think you can do well, why not do it to help other people or to improve the society around you? And it's not just about making money, making money for yourself. So you're a good project manager, you're good with numbers and organizing people. Have you thought about volunteering, starting projects that help other people, that help to solve problems? Have you thought about, even in your community, even if it's just in your backyard, there may be something you can do with your talent that will help other people. And I think it's really important. The third lesson is that working together with others beats working alone. Alone, each person's weakness may be an obstacle, but together, strength covers weakness. There were up to 60 to 70 people in that room, not just the artists now, the, the videographers, the photographers, people in the music studio. And if you watch the video, you will see that there were some people who were just probably not at their best that night. Some people were a little too nervous. Some were partially drunk. At least there was one person who was partially drunk and he was forgetting his lines, going off key. There were people who were a little bit too playful and slowing things down. There were some technical issues. There were a lot of negatives. There were a lot of things that didn't go well. But because they were all there together and everybody pulling in their strengths and contributing their bit, at the end of the night, nobody really remembers all those minuses or negative moments. If not for this documentary, we would have never known that one artist was so nervous that he was anxious about what he was going to sing or how he was going to sound. We'd have never known that somebody, Bob Dylan, I think, he had just finished a concert. Was it Bob Dylan or Bruce Springsteen? I can't remember which of them. But one of them had just finished a concert and, you know, his throat was sore. And when he came in to do that song, his voice was a little rough. And yet he was able to sing. He was able to pull it off. And even the guy who was a little tipsy, they came together to still work with him, to help him to sing his own part. So it's really powerful when people come together, when you work together with other people in a group. Working together with other people in a group helps to cover your own weaknesses, especially when everybody is trying to bring out something good. For me, the lesson is don't isolate yourself. I will look forward to opportunities when I can work together as a team. If I have a team of people working together on something, it's more powerful than when you do it alone. And, you know, maybe this lesson is for myself because I'm usually the kind of person that likes to do things on my own. I'm a bit of a solo guy. And sometimes I look back and I wonder if I collaborate with other people, maybe I will get more done. So this is something to think about. You want to write a book, you want to start something, start a club, you want to um, just do something different, start a business. You know, you may want to think about working with other people or allowing other people into your life, so to speak, it's rather than just doing it alone or going alone. And sometimes one way you can bring other people along with you, you can do that virtually by, for instance, deciding to listen to people who have done it before you, listen to their podcasts, listen to their audiobooks, read their books, be part of whatever society or groups they're in, just so that you can be part of a community of people that are all working towards the same thing. You cannot be more and have more and do more if you just want to do it all alone. You don't talk to anybody. You don't reach out to anybody. You're not part of a church community. You're not part of a club. And even if you're part of a club or a church community, you, you just go in there. You don't talk to anybody. You don't exchange contacts, make friends, build networks. You know, you're limiting yourself. And I, 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 I take that lesson personally because, you know, like I said, I'm usually the kind of person that just wants to do things on my own. But I've learned that, you know, working together with other people helps. And this video, this documentary also goes to show the power when people come together. It's really amazing. Now, the fourth lesson is 
that sometimes the quiet people in the background are the ones with the greatest power and influence. They say the empty barrels make the loudest noise. In today's world of social media where everybody's trying to be online, everybody's trying to create an audience, everybody's trying to make a lot of noise, to be noticed, to be able to sell their market, it's amazing that sometimes those people who are the loudest really have the least amount of value to offer. I mean, when you think about people like Dangote or Tedola, you hardly see all these guys on social media, except if it's strategic like Tony Lumelu. But the big people, the people who are really making a difference, the people who really have the influence, the people who are really adding a lot of value, a lot of times they don't really have the time to make any noise. If you're the extrovert and you're the type of person who likes to post on social media every day and put yourself out there, it's all well and good. I mean, nobody is saying that you have to be quiet if it doesn't suit your style. But the bottom line is, am I really adding value? Because that, at the end of the day, is the key thing. Don't get carried away by all the noise that people make. Don't get carried away by the flashy lifestyles of other people, the things they're posting online on social media. Don't get intimidated because at the end of the day, those people may not really be adding so much to the equation. They might not really be bringing so much to the table apart from the noise. I think it's good to focus on making impact and adding value. In that documentary, there were people who were behind the scenes making everything happen. People like Harry Belafonte, people like Lionel Richie, who was working behind the scenes to keep the peace and make sure everybody's working together and he was selfless you know he put his ego aside i mean lan richie doesn't even strike me as someone that has a lot of ego he was just there for other people for everybody and this is somebody who won six awards that night he performed two songs and he hosted the american music awards he was very busy he had more than enough reason to just want to take care of himself and forget about everybody else but he was responsible the burden of that vision was placed on his shoulders and he ran around and made sure that that night was successful. People like Michael Jackson, if you watch the video, Michael Jackson was a big star. He could have decided to do things his own way, but the guy was quiet. Quietly allowing people to do their thing, allowing people to express themselves, allowing other people to run the show, playing his own part when needed. People like Diana Ross, they were so quiet. You know, these are powerful people, these are talented people but they were not there making noise and trying to steal the spotlight and trying to make it all about them. So I think one of the lessons there for me is focus on adding value and focus less on myself, focus less on how I'm perceived or whether anybody knows what I'm doing. Let's focus more on the results. Let's focus more on adding value. And then the last lesson is to be more, to do more, to have more. You have to put your ego aside, humble yourself and allow others into your life. I think this comes out really clearly in the video. If you really watch it and observe that all of these artists, they made history that night because they put their ego aside. They humbled themselves and they allowed other people to dictate how things were going to go, especially when they were all walking towards one vision. There's something interesting that Quincy Jones did. As they were arriving at the studio, he put up a signboard, a little handwritten note at the top of the door. He said, leave your egos outside. Something like that, I paraphrase. But the bottom line, he was saying that you know, don't come into this studio with your ego. Just come as you are. Come ready to serve. Another thing that helped to ground all of the artists was one other guy. I think he had done something similar with another song. So he was, you know, brought in to like help speak to everybody and ground them and make sure that they knew why they were there. And the main thing he told them was that this is all for a good cause. This is all to save lives in Africa. There are a lot of children starving. There are a lot of people dying from famine, from war. This whole effort is for that reason. So, I mean, yes, you can come here, be yourselves, have fun, but let's not forget the main thing. Let's not forget the main vision. So I think 
all of those lessons, I just decided to share them because I feel like it will help somebody out there who is listening and anybody who might also go ahead to watch the documentary after this. You may be able to agree with one or two things that I've said. And just to reiterate, the lessons for me are, number one, a vision that is fueled by a passion to help others is a powerful force, powerful enough to move the stars and the heavens. Second point is that talent is great on its own, but it's even more powerful when it is deployed for a good cause. The third point is that working together with others beats working alone. Alone, each person's weakness may be an obstacle, but together, strength covers weakness. The fourth point is that sometimes the quiet people in the background are the ones with the greatest power and influence. And the fifth point is to be more, to do more, and have more in your life, you have to put your ego aside and humble yourself and allow others into your life. So guys, thank you for listening in once again to this episode. I was just really so inspired after watching that video. I just wanted to share all the good vibes and good knowledge and ideas that I was having around the video. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel on YouTube and if you haven't followed my podcast, please do so. I'll really be grateful because your engagements, your likes, your follows, your comments all help my channel to grow. And you will also be part of this mission to just spread positive energy and encourage everybody to be more, to do more, to have more. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks again for listening.